Hey, this is Carla Michelle, and I'm here again with the Strong Woman Podcast. You know, if you don't know, let me tell you, strong is something that means a lot to me because it stands for being strategic, understanding your talent, how powerful it is to be resilient, optimistic, and to really believe how necessary you are. And when you have all those things as your ingredients, you can go global. And if it's not the world, it's your world that you can touch. So it is a great opportunity to be here with you again. Remember, if you're interested, I do have a private Facebook group. It's the Strong Women's Network private face group. And I would love to have you join me. So send me a little message and uh, I would love to see you there. All right. I'm on Facebook at Carla Michelle and Instagram at Miss Carla Michelle. That's at M-S-C-A-R-L-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I have a guest today and we're going to talk about sex. Oh, yes. Yeah, sex. That's what I said. We're going to talk about sex. What do strong women need to know about sex? I don't know, but we're about to find out. And I want to welcome my guest today, Miss Adila, Dr. Dr. D. Dr. D is in the house and I want to welcome her on board. Hey, Dr. D, what's up? Hey. (laughs) Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So I know, I know Adila. And I want to introduce her to you. And Adila, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience this morning or today? Okay. Hello, strong women. Um, my name is Adila Dr. D. Whitaker, and I am um, an empowerment coach. And I work um, with melanated women to help empower them in different aspects of their lives. Nice. Nice. I like that. Well, I know another little secret that she didn't mention. She, which why she's here on this podcast. Well, she is an empowerment coach. Yes, she is. And she's going to empower us when it comes to understanding the power of sex and how awesome sex is. Did I just say that? Yes, I did. So (laughs) let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's just jump right into it. I have a question. Okay. So as you, I deal with high-performing individuals, Mm -hmm. right? We're just going to go straight here. What would you tell the woman who's the CEO, who's uh, the founder, or she's starting her own thing, or possibly the mother, uh, stay-at-home mom, but has the kids or her, you know, business entity Mm -hmm. yet? And when it comes to having relations as the old folks says (laughs) having relations and it's hard for them to let go of that armor that masculine armor Mm -hmm. that we tend to put on when we show up in the boardroom or the classroom or wherever we're showing up the house or the bedroom uh how do how do we show up or what can you suggest for those who are showing up and having a hard time shifting from being the boss to whatever we need to be in the bedroom. Right. Help right. us out. Help us out. So, um, you know, in intimate spaces, I think oftentimes it's 
traditional for the woman to be more vulnerable and more susceptible to the man taking a level of, you know, dominance and being the, you know, the high performer in those spaces and for powerful women who are, you know, making trailblazing in their roles or CEOs and business owners, it might be difficult to have that level of vulnerability because it's, there's no, there's not a lot of space for it in the professional realm. And so how do we then translate that to our intimate relationships? But um, I would just encourage those women to, you know, one, have that type of conversation with their partner that if, you know, if that's something that they're having a difficult time with is having that shift is being able to verbalize, you know, this is not comfortable for me. I'm going to need some support in being able to make that transition. Um, And I also think what's important is for them to, you know, know their own bodies so that they can advocate for what's um, beneficial for them in um, in the bedroom so they can tell their partner, hey, I do like it when you do this or I don't like it when, you know, I don't like it when you're on top because I can't breathe. How about we hit it from the back? You know, being able to verbalize <laughs> those things and say what, what you need um, and that way they can still feel empowered and also allow their partner to feel involved in, in giving them the pleasure that they're all looking for. Mm, I like that. Conversation. So it's about communication as relationships are mm-hmm. really the foundation of communication. I'm thinking about, you said knowing their own bodies mm-hmm. and there are some who are very aware of their bodies due to just um, they've educated themselves some kind of way and they're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. What about the ones who are just shy in that area? Do you have any tips for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, as we become adults, because as children, you know, you're told sex is bad. Don't have sex. Don't touch yourself. And so you're you're shamed, right? You're shamed into exploring um, your body. And so you get to an age where now it's appropriate and, you know, necessary to have sex because, you know, mainly for procreation. But now you're expected to know all of these things that you were told not to explore when you were, you know, growing up. So I would just encourage people to have time. I encourage my clients to masturbate at least once a week. I know that sounds like a lot, but anything that you want to be proficient at, you practice, right? You go to school to get education. If you want to play sports, you you go to practice two or three times a week. Why not practice being able to give yourself pleasure so that you know what you want to experience and you know what, how to advocate for yourself to your partner. You have to know how to love yourself so that, that you can show other people how to love on you. Key, mm, that's I love that. Be proficient, and if you need if you need help with that, you need to practice. Mm-hmm. And and it's like an extracurricular activity yeah. that has great returns. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're saying here? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's I mean I think once you if you're nervous around your partner it's because you're not confident in your own sexual presentation. And in order to get comfortable, you have to practice. So, I mean, you can masturbate in the shower, in the tub. It doesn't take, you know, a long time. Once you figure out what you need, you'll be able to get yourself, you know, to climax in, in two to three minutes if you know what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of climax, is that the ultimate goal of sex? Is because... Is it? I'm, I'm not going to add my two cents. Is that the ultimate goal? <laughs> uh, well, I, for some people, 
I, I, I like to think that sex is more of, it's, it's a more of a marathon than a race, right? So we mm-hmm. want to enjoy the, the act more than the, the finale. But, you know, ultimately, especially, you know, for our, our men out there, climax is the, the ultimate goal. Women, on the other hand, we can have, you know, multiple orgasms throughout one session. So it just, it depends on what, is is best for for that um that particular couple or throuple. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you say throuple? I did. I I do have a throuple <laughs> client as well, so I'm I am expanding my horizons when it comes to multiple partners. So let's uh, for those of uh, us, well, those of us listening who don't know what throuple is, can you define that, please? Yeah. So throuple is when you have a um a romantic relationship that consists of um, usually three individuals and it can be two women and a man, a man or two um, people who identify or three, three people, I guess, who are in a romantic relationship who are coexisting, functioning together is the best way that I can describe it. Got it. Well, I hear you and those throuples out there, Dr. D is available to discuss because <laughs> This girl right here, I cannot help you. So I am so glad that I have you here that you can give them insight and understanding and help them. I'm sure there are some dynamics in there. Um, in fact, I was watching a program and they do talk about throuple mm-hmm. and they talked about there were some interesting dynamics with jealousy mm-hmm. and spending more time with one more than the other. So that's a whole nother uh, podcast episode. So, but it, I'm sure those are the dynamics. And if you're an insecure person, I, I'm wondering how that works in a throuple. But I'm sure it takes something more than average security. Sorry. But you're fine. No, I, I don't think insecurity has, um, has a healthy place in any relationship. Because okay. whether there's another person, whether there's two other people or one other person, if you're insecure, it's going to present to be problematic for you in whatever type of dynamic you're in. Mm-hmm. So, um, but usually if someone's in a throuple, from what I have learned, if, if someone's in a throuple, it's because, you know, both, all three partners have something to add and they all feel fulfilled in the relationship. And so it's not, it's not a thing of, I'm with this person and this person only, it's we're a couple. We, I mean, we all, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we are all together. So, you know, we all have something different and beneficial that we can contribute to this relationship. And that's what makes it, makes us successful. So it's frame of mind. Yeah. It's really mindset. So whether it's a throuple or a a couple, Mm -hmm. it's a mindset that you have to carry. So you talked about insecurity. So Mm -hmm. even in a couple one-on-one relationship, how does insecurity take its toll? Do you find when it comes to sex? Insecurity can take its toll when it comes to sex by um, either a partner will try to overperform because they will try to anticipate or assume what the other person wants or needs in that moment. And, and so you could be thinking, okay, I want to make love and be slow and sensual. And your partner's thinking, you know, she's lost all this weight. She's, you know, other men have got to be looking at her. I've got to, you know, I've got to, um, you know, fuck her brain. I'm sorry, have her, sh- sorry. <laughs> 
Hey, unedited. Go ahead. Girl. You know, I was like, you know, I've got to like screw her brains out so she knows like I'm the one. And she might be thinking, that's I don't even want that. That's not even mm. my MO. I lost weight for for us, you know, for me, not mm. for anybody else. And so I think that it just goes back to, you know, communication. There's there's no room for insecurity in a healthy functioning um dyad or triad because it, it, it just it doesn't work. And if you're, if I want to have slow sensual sex and you trying to, you know, have sex like jackrabbits, we're both going to be unsatisfied because our rhythm is off and it's not going to be, you know, a great sex session like we want it to be. Mm -hmm. So is it something to where, because I think it can happen both ways Mm -hmm. when someone's trying to overperform, a guy can overperform and a woman can overperform and, you know, in their insecurities is that so say they're in the moment mm-hmm. and you know she's she's maybe the one just going wow wow well, well, yeah women they be riding they be riding they be like you been you been to stop yeah like too many too many too many uh videos they've watched right. and they think like i'm gonna put i'm gonna turn this up tonight and the guy's like no that's not turning it up yeah. but um but isn't there a way we uh, communication is key, but mm-hmm. in the moment, in the midst of it, and maybe from since we're both women and speaking up, and the guys who are listening, are isn't there something in our bodies that we can do to to make the moment the moment we want? Can we take control of the situation? Absolutely, you um, get what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think like body language plays a big part in that. So like, if the woman was you know being a little overzealous <laughs> in the moment, yeah. you know, Just... he can, he, he can grab her hips, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of guide her to what feels good for him. I think um, people say, you know, talking dirty, it's not just being um, explicit. It's, you know, verbalizing right then. Like, oh, I like it when you do this, you know, telling mm-hmm. them, you know, what feels good to you in the moment. And, you know, even the way you say it, like you can say, it, you know, real, slow and you know in um soft in their ear and that you know that stimulates you know arousal also and you're also communicating mm-hmm. to them what feels good for you um in in the moment and I think that that can be helpful as well okay so what could they say what um could... it, it depends like if you're if you're not enjoying what your partner's putting down <laughs> no no, pun no seriously yeah, um, that's the truth if you're not enjoying it, you can say, you know what, how about we try this position or let's do this, right? Or let's, how about I get on top or how about you get on top or how about, you know, you know, I, um, I really enjoy when we, um, Mm, when I get orally, orally stimulated, how about we do that? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. how about we try this together? Just, you know, being encouraging and being, um, being verbal, but I think there's a difference between advocating for what you need and being verbally abusive because you don't want to like be punitive and say, you know, you're not doing it right. You know, mm-hmm. you want to tell mm-hmm. them, you know, this feels good to me when you do this to be encouraging and advocate um, and advocate at the same time. Okay. And that's in that moment, but it mm-hmm. seems like it's really a conversation that really has to be had outside of the bedroom as well, because I can see where that, um, become like um uh, acrobatic type of uh <laughs> bind, bounding <laughs> binding moment when you're like okay this go that you know so mm-hmm. you know it could go there if 
what if that, you know, you go ahead and you're trying to explain what you need mm-hmm. and somewhere in there, someone's going to check out after a while. They're, the insecurity is going to arise because they're going to mm-hmm. think, oh, well, I used to think this felt good, but you're telling me it didn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now you're trying to maneuver. So I see now what you're saying, communication is key and it probably will do, be a safety net to do it more so outside and then practice, you know, practice in this time together alone but have that communication outside like babe you know maybe I want to try something new mm-hmm. or not new or different or this is how it feels so good when you do this or honey when you do that so is that what you is that something that could be helpful is what you're saying yes okay so for example right so say you're say you know there uh, you and a partner are having sex and in the mo- like in the moment right because I don't believe in having sex just because if you're not enjoying it, it needs to stop, right? Because that's just supposed stop. to be pleasure. Like it, it, needs, it needs to stop immediately. So in the moment, if you're not enjoying something, I, I think it all, it, especially in the moment, like if you say, this is not pleasurable for me, how, like, how about we try this? Or like, say, say I'm riding him and mm-hmm. he doesn't look enthused, which doesn't happen for me, but I'm just saying. <laughs> say he doesn't feel enthused. I can say, you know, do you like it when I do that? And he said, yeah. Now you can tell the difference between, oh yeah, that feels good to yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you try to turn around, you know, maybe if I ride it from the back, he'll like that. Or he'll, you'll say, do you want to get on top? Right? Like you can do it in yeah. the moment. Okay. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be like, a, let's stop and have this conversation. It can be an act of us doing it or, you know, you do you like it when I hit it from the back? Yes, I do. Okay, well, do you like when I do this? Yes, I do. If you're giving him fellatio and you, you know, look up and see if he's enjoying it. If he's not, you, you can say, okay, do you like it when I do this? Or tell me, tell me what you want me to do to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then eventually you don't have to ask as often because yes. you kind of know what works, mm-hmm. you know, but there's always the greatness of switching it up every now and then but still you kind of know the foundations of what is bringing pleasure got it got it so what like you said a little bit of something like stop when it's not you just shouldn't do it but Mm -hmm. what happens if like we have women who are married men who are married or in in a relationship and it's just not good now one thing when you're single yeah, you, whatever, you know, COVID has happened. So we probably slowed down on a lot of that kind of just hooking up. So you can walk away when it's not good. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're in this, excuse me, when you're in this relationship, in this marriage partnership, and it's just not good and probably never been good and you never said anything, can you help a woman out, Dr. D? Absolutely. So um, that happens. I think that's where intimacy comes into play, right? Because intimacy does not mean just being intimate. It doesn't just mean sex. Because if the sex isn't good and it's not been good, that means that the relationship is not good. Mm. Because if, you know, sex is how we show our our love and affection for another, before another person. So if we're unable to translate the love that we say that we have for that person into a physical act, I think that that is a sign that something else could possibly be away in the relationship. Mm, but yeah. um, if, if you're in a marriage and you're struggling with being fulfilled sexually, 
I, I'm, I think that that means you need to figure out what it is that you want when it comes to being, you know, being pleasured. I mean, after you've had sex with the same person every day for 20 years, maybe y'all got to try something. Maybe y'all need to go buy some toys. You know, maybe he needs his prostate uh, stimulated. I know some men that they don't want to do that because they say, oh, that's gay. That is the male G spot and it feels good. Maybe that okay. needs. Maybe we need to explore something different. Maybe you know. Maybe she needs to go try getting a full Brazilian, and you need to give her cunnilingus into her um into her toes curling. She can't move, and she just laying there shaking like a dead roach. You know, <laughs> maybe we need to try some different I things <laughs> to figure out what what makes you happy. Yeah, the dead roach thing. Uh, that yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. the dead roach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is in my head now. All right. But when you talk about the prostate, though, where is it? So the prostate. <laughs> so the the quickest way to get to the prostate on a man is through his anus. Mm, there and, you go, ladies. And I know that there are a lot of men out there that do not want you playing with their booty. And you have to respect that. But the ones that like it, like it for a reason. Mm. It it feels to them how it feels to us when we we get that, you know, that roach, that dead roach uh, feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Dead roach. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Okay. And for, but, but on a serious note, I mean, I'm laughing because this is really funny because this is what talking about sex does. It makes you like, eh, oh, ah, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it's so necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and to understand what the prostate can do for the man that you love. Right. Mm-hmm. And we miss that because you know what? Our parents, well, I'll speak for my parents, never really sat me down and, and, and discussed a lot of detail about sex. I was told, don't have it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was my sex talk. And, um, or don't no heavy petting. Uh, Hmm. you know, they don't even use that anymore. So those are the sex talks, you know, and I think about the sex talks to my kids is still not that detailed. My sex talk is more like, don't let the snake in the garden. Mm. That's what I tell my girls. <laughs> and I tell my boys, don't put the snake in the garden, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I'm, I did go a little bit more details, but yet just to understand that the power and the principle behind intimacy and sex and, you know, there's those with uh, biblical beliefs mm-hmm. that don't believe uh, to have sex before marriage and and they've honored that and then they go and have sex when they're married and it, it's question you know there's mm-hmm. some things going on so there's so much going on in our world like i said with the high level high performers uh, whether it's your religious belief whether whether your parents never really talked about it it's so good to have this opportunity to learn about the prostate to learn you know to you're shaking to like a dead roach you know and to understand that there is a possibility to feel that good and many of us male more i think males seem to understand and i'm not a male but it seems like as obviously that they are understanding how to be proficient in practicing because 
you know, they are, they, as a, as a young kid, or even as babies, you know, you're self-stimulating. So Mm -hmm. they've grown up and it's almost acceptable for them to Mm self-stimulate. Whereas women, um, it's not as, as, you know, I won't say acceptable, but it's It's not as discussed. Yeah. Right. So, and, and for you to say, you know, that is where, you know, do your homework, learn your body, learn what works for you. Um, that is so key. And it kind of ties into knowing yourself, not just mentally, mm-hmm. spiritually and emotionally, but physically knowing yourself and what works. Because when you know what works, you know what doesn't and you're mm-hmm. able to communicate that. So I love that prostate I said all that to say, I love that tip because a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of women probably won't go that route, you know? Mm-hmm. So is there other things, is there other things that us women should know when it comes to sex, baby? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I actually want to go back to what you were saying about the sex talk when you're younger, because okay. I think that is so, I think that is, so pivotal, pivotal in, in defining our sexual behaviors as adults, and especially because, you know, as boys, they're encouraged, you know, to go out and sow their oats and stuff before they get married. And then girls, you're told to remain pure because, don't, you know, no man wants a loose woman, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for myself, I didn't get, my mom didn't, she still doesn't talk to me about sex. She's that the fact that I have a daughter to her, I think just like skipped the whole sexual act just skipped over <laughs> her mind. She's like, Oh, a baby's here. A stork must have brought it. But like she it. she we don't talk about sex. My dad is actually the one who talked to me about sex very early on. And he did so because my older two sisters got pregnant very early and he did not want that same thing for his younger two daughters. Um and so he was the one who was big, like maybe maybe a little bit too verbal about sex and, and healthy sex practices to me. So much so to where, you know, I understood and I knew about sex, but I also knew like, okay, I'm not really ready for that. And, at, and as a child, I remember um, being bullied by other kids because they were, you know, they were doing things that I wasn't comfortable doing that. And they were like, oh, you're lame. You don't want to. I'm like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> like, my daddy told me I don't need to. So I'm cool. Like. Wow. But I, and I remember like when my nieces and nephews were growing up, I gave my, my nephews and my nieces the same type of conversation. If you're going to have sex, sex feels good, but just make sure that you're being safe. You're doing it with somebody that you feel safe doing it with and that, you know, that you're using protection. I don't think that it should be a punitive thing either way. And I, I think what stuck out to me was your, you know, snake in the garden thing. It's like, it's like kind of like a shame thing. Like the snakes mm. are deceitful and they are not mm-hmm. to be trusted. Should I let this deceitful and not to be trusted thing in my space? No, I shouldn't. Mm. So that, that, that makes me have a, a seemingly negative uh, connection with the, the sexual relationship. And when it, really sex is a beautiful thing. Uh, true. You're right. You're right. Yes. And I did make it a very bad thing. And that was my point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yes. And, and then, you know, how do we correct that? Because mm-hmm. we do do that as parents, make it seem so terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and what we mean is, I think we're just not being very open of what we're saying is right. you don't understand how life can change. 
with pregnancy, mm-hmm. with a sexually transmitted disease, with the things that, that happen with the uh, connection when you have sex with someone else. Those are the things we don't say. Mm-hmm. So we just say, don't let the snake in the garden, but not really teaching them what really is all involved with sex right. and relation. Okay. So yeah, I take that. Yeah, it's true. We, we I didn't, I did a disservice to um, my children with saying that. Um, I don't believe it stopped them from having sex. However, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> However, I believe it was a missed opportunity of beautifying uh, this thing of uh, this type of communion that takes place. So right. I will own that. I will own that. It's very true. And all you parents out there, moms and let's and dads and single parents, and let's be true. Let's have the real conversation of what it's about. And it's not about even in religious content about mm-hmm. going to hell, you know, it, you know, because some people just can't have sex because of, of what we've heard in church mm-hmm. and all that has happened in the roadblocks there. So let's have an honest conversation. Right. And there's and there are age appropriate honest conversations. It's, I don't think there's a child that's ever too young to have a sex uh, have a sex talk with their parents. There's always a way to make it relatable to where they are in their age group. Mm, I like that. Is there any tips that you can give um maybe it is kind of like off the cuff, but just um like an age bracket of what to have at a different stages in a child's life? Um, I just, I think that whenever they, whenever they are beginning to be curious is the perfect time to have a conversation. I, okay. um, I, you know, my nephew, when he was staying with us, we, he asked, I think he was seven when I got pregnant and he was like, how did, how did the baby get in your belly? And I just told him, I was like, you know what, auntie and uncle, we love each other. And so we did something that adults do when they love each other and that's, you know, be intimate. And out of that, a baby occurs. And he asked, you know, well, when can I do that? When you're old enough to be able to consent and the other person's able to consent also and say that that's what they want to do. Mm. So you're also teaching them, him, how to respect the no and the yes uh, yes. of a woman. Yes. Absolutely. Especially especially true. our young boys. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Which, which we miss those opportunities to do that. And you took that. So mm-hmm. kudos. That's great. Yeah. So, no, seriously, that's really good. So, um, what is the craziest question you've been asked about sex? The craziest question? Um, or I don't know why off the top of my head a question comes to mind about um, squirting, but I think that's a little, like, rated R. (laughs) 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 Oh, you know what? Um, and some women have never experienced squirting. So, hey, I'm telling you now, if there's kids listening here with you and you got this thing blasted in your house, well, I'm happy you're listening. But one, you put your earphones on. Um, uh, okay, let's go there. And if you need to stop this, who's ever listening, I understand. But we're going to go there. Talk to me about squirting. Um, I, I've had women ask me so many questions about it. Um, like, can I do that? Is it pee that I'm ex- um, that I'm excreting? Um, just all, so many questions, and it, it comes from a place of you know uh, unknowing mm-hmm. and wanting to experience this thing that 
you know, that they see in porno, that they hear their friends talk about. It's like, well, how come I can't do this mm-hmm. thing? There must be something wrong with me, right? Then it, then it becomes very punitive. But I, um, but I, I think I love this question so much because it it gives me an opportunity to do some self-exploration and empower this woman to to have this really um, freeing experience during sex. And so what I've been asked is, how do, how do I get to, how do I get to do that and have the juices come out? And I'm like, well, what you need to, what you can do. <laughs> I love it. I, it's, it's, I think most of it is like, it's a mindset thing I because agree. I think a lot of us feel the moment coming, but we stop ourselves because oftentimes it's been described as feeling like you have to pee. Mm-hmm. Right. And so no one wants to pee on themselves or on their partner when they're having sex. So like, what's our innate reaction when we have to pee? We hold it. Yeah. So we, we tighten up and we, you say, Oh, hold on. And then some people will even stop in the middle of sex altogether and go pee. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not pee. You're about to ejaculate. And that it feels similar because it comes from the urethra when you when you when you know when you come it does come from the urethra it does have some similar components to urine but it's not urine and, and it actually smells and tastes sweet as compared to pee sweet. I don't know okay. yes okay. I don't know if anyone's ever tasted um like the ejaculate but it, it from a female but it, it is very uh sweet and uh sweet tasting and smelling yeah. So it's very different. Okay. But, and, and once again, that's something that I'm sure that question is there. If many people or women are asking that, I'm glad that we're dealing with it because it is somewhat of a anomaly to see that if you've ever taught, someone's talked about it or people who watch porn, because women do watch porn mm-hmm. and um, they've seen it happen. But yet, like you said, mindset, I have to go back to mindset because, you know, mindset's my thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I coach clients and it's so interesting of what holds us back because of what we think Mm -hmm. and, and, and the unknown and the fear of the unknown and what you're saying, what I hear you saying is just, just let it be, let Mm -hmm. it be relax, get your whatever padding underneath you (laughs) (laughs) or or him and and enjoy that moment. If you don't want to mess up your sheets or your mattress or whatever clothes, I don't know what's going on, but (laughs) But it is a place of, of freedom uh, that you're looking to have in that moment and not to uh, lock yourself up from even getting to where you want to go, whether right. it's in life or the bedroom. Huh? Absolutely. And I will add that the best positions um, so far that have been identified that are good for um, squirting are doggy style and missionary. Not a doggy style and missionary not on top oh, you gotta add on top sorry yep. <laughs> well let's add that one to the list okay thank you <laughs> uh you know I'm, not, I'm just trying to help you <laughs> let's add it on to the list then thank you very much <clears throat> so uh <laughs> yes uh yes so but hey and it's also cool to find out I mean, like she listed two, I added one, but it's also good to find out what works for you, mm-hmm. that person as an individual, because, you know, someone who doesn't particularly care for doggy style may like, oh man, I got to do doggy style to, right. you know, squirt and no. So there's things of, 
like I'm kind of taking over for you. There's things no, that you absolutely. can experience that you need to discover, but when it's when it's a happening, just enjoy it and let it go. Yeah. Is is the end result of that. Oh my god, we gave some tips and some tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, you know, when I talk about strong, I've said it earlier, strategic, talented, resilient, optimistic, and necessary, and then going global with what you have. Talking about sex is so necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you for even taking the time to have that conversation because it is necessary. And it's so important to, for those women who have been abused and raped or whatever your body has been mistreated or your mind has mis- been mistreated and sex is the furthest thing from your mind, uh, we both encourage you to seek assistance in that. But I also encourage you to talk to talk to Dr. D and, and see if there's some things that can be explored to break you out of, of know take that opportunity and um really really become as full and as whole as you can in this time and in this life would you agree with that Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely is there anything you want to add to that no that i mean you you said it perfectly you know that is our mission is to empower you know individuals to be their whole and fullest self and be you know, be able to define who they are and how they present in the world, whether that's through, you know, intimacy, through mental health, through, you know, in the professional spaces, what have you, you're in control of how you want to be seen in the world. Yes, I like that. You're in control of how you want to be seen in the world. I love it. And get your power back. Mm-hmm. Get your power back. Whoever you allow to take that power f- from you or whoever tried to take the power from you, I'm going to put it that way. They mm-hmm. didn't. The power is still yours, and it's it's yours to start uh, strengthening, as we said, proficient and practice. Do your homework. Become who you are and who you're meant to be in all realms of life: spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, and definitely in this conversation, physically. Yes. So, tell me this: uh, How do we reach you? How do we connect with you? How do we continue a conversation like this? Absolutely. So I am on uh, Facebook and Instagram at, at Dr. D, D-O-C-T-A, Dr. D effect, effect with an A. And D is D-E-E with T-E's. And I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook at, at Dr. D effect. And I'm on LinkedIn um, under Adila Dr. D Whitaker. And um, I'm also on my website, um, thedrdeffect.org. So that is where you can find me day in and day out. Love it, love it. So ladies and gentlemen, reach out to Dr. D. And I'm really, it's just an opportunity. Um, I love collaborating with colleagues who are doing things outside of the box. And is sex outside of the box? It shouldn't be. But yet I'm sure during this conversation, you got a little uncomfortable or you started like turning it up so you can hear about all the stuff we were talking about, but whatever <laughs> it is, um, you're doing something great, Adila, and we need more of it. So keep going. Please keep affecting the world as you are. 
And like I said, if it's not the world, your world. And you really are making a difference. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been super fun. And I hope that, you know, the information that I was able to share was impactful for somebody. Oh, it is. It will be. I have one question before we close. And this is what, if this was the last thing you could say to us and say your mouth was sewn shut, (laughs) what would you tell the world about life, you, anything, anything you want to say, give us some wisdom. Um, If I could leave you with anything, I would say that you get to define who you are, not the world. So own who you are, stand in your purpose, let your inner light shine and be your truest self so that you can be your happiest self. Mm, Love it. Yes, 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 yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, That was Adila, Dr. D. Whitaker, and I am so happy to have this opportunity. Once again, subscribe to the, what is this called? The Strong Woman (laughs) Network Podcast. Excuse me. Subscribe, share it with a friend, and I thank you for joining us, and keep staying tuned. All right, Adila, have a great one, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you so much, Paula. You have a good one, too. Bye-bye. You, too. Bye-bye, everyone.